Hey guys, this is Jacob, and for today's Lent Reflection, we are going to be looking at Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of the summer. Selah. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time where you may be found. Surely, in the rush of the great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This psalm to me seems like quite a roller coaster. In the first movement of this psalm, David, the psalmist, is reflecting on how someone who is without sin or is with no deceit is blessed. It then kind of moves into a scene where he is in despair and downstruck because he is holding his sin within him and not confessing it to the Lord. Then in this climactic thesis, he does confess his sin to the Lord. And what is he met with but forgiveness and acceptance back into the arms of the Father. He then goes on the rest of the psalm to rejoice and tell people like confess because it is met with such goodness. This passage reminds me of a couple things. The first thing it reminds me of is my own life, <laughs> my, my daily life being a Christian, feeling like I have to hold in my sin and that God will accept me if I'm perfect from the outside. And then finally coming to the breaking point and bringing all of my dirty clothes to God. And then once again, realizing that God over and over, again and again, accepts me back, cleans me up, and has nothing but forgiveness for me. Another thing this psalm reminds me of is, in a similar vein, uh, in the story Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, there's this scene where a character, Jean Valjean, at his wit's end, barges into a monastery where he is met by a bishop and is invited to stay to his amazement. And when the sun goes down, he returns back to his old thieving ways and takes everything that he can find that is worth anything and runs away. Later on, we find that this character, Jean Valjean, is caught and brought back to the bishop where he obviously has all of these gold and silver things from the monastery. And the guards look to the bishop and they're like, Bishop, what do you want us to do to this man? But the bishop, in this overwhelming amount of grace and compassion, 
offers the candlesticks as well. He says, oh, you've forgotten the candlesticks. You left without taking them. And has absolutely no judgment against Jean Valjean. The sentiments of David in this psalm are quite similar, where we find that David is wasting away in his sin, thinking that if he brings them up to God, that he will be met with judgment and he will be struck down where he stands. But in verse 5, David says, I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. This is his turning point. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So my hope and prayer uh, this week is that we can find grace and we can find the courage to come before the Lord with a heart of confession, knowing that he will accept us back in with grace and compassion. Let's pray. Father, you are so good to us. I pray that we can be reminded of your acceptance to our repentance and our confession. Um, I'm reminded of the prodigal son, where at his wit's end, the son comes back to the father and the father accepts the son with open arms and a feast and a party and a robe and a ring. And I pray that we in a similar fashion will know that you accept us back home um, when we repent to you. We love you, and it's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.